0: Good morning, metropolis It's now five after the hour of six a.m. in the big monster city. Come on, let's get
1: pumped.
2: I'm not
1: drinking any fucking all What can I say? The camera loves me. Shall we begin? After you, Junior.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Multiplex Logbit. I'm your host, Caleb Boatman. Tim is gone this week. Don't be sad. He'll be be back next week. I almost said he'll be next back week. Uh, I'm already off to a great start. Don't worry uh you won't be stuck you'll only be stuck with me alone for one week anyway we are doing best remakes i should have remade that intro ha! ha. little funny joke it wasn't funny but anyway we got a great panel for you uh opening a bag of something mr payson johnson payson how are you feeling
4: i'm doing good i just realized what this is and i'm uh and i'm very very excited to uh Check that out! Oh, screw I'm it going to
3: a, We gotta show it. I assume it's a Criterion of some
4: kind. Not a Criterion, but it's uh, it's Dune on 4K. So I'm of course, super, it is. super oh, excited. Sure. To yeah, yeah, of course it is. But yeah, I'm I'm very excited to be on this show. Um, to anyone who is sad that Tim is gone, uh, he is seeing a, a certain anticipated movie tonight, so don't be too sad for him.
2: Absolutely. Is Batman a spoiler? Is that we can't yeah. say that.
1: <laughs> well, I did, yeah, yeah, okay. You're I mean, posted right, it on Facebook, so yeah, good point.
3: All right, well, uh, also on the desk tonight, Mr. Kirk kalakowski Kirk remakes, you have opinions,
0: I do. Um, opinions on remakes, opinions on sequels, prequels, all of it. How great it would have been if that, he opened that bag and it was poured? That'd have been <laughs> fantastic. Um, but no, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I've been, been on the show for a while. Um, I have a lot, I love watching the show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, always a lot of good topics. Always excited to see how uh, Pace is going to stick his foot in his mouth. Um, but I'm glad to be here live. <laughs>
3: Absolutely. I'm just getting flashback <laughs> last week. You last <laughs> oh <Go> boy. <laughs> uh, also, with the new setup that looks awesome, Mister Brian Michael, Brian. Cool. I we'll, we'll see. Do you think you're going to be? very much in line with Kirk tonight or very much out of line with Kirk tonight?
2: Um, you know, well, there's certain movies I considered, which would have been very out of line with Kirk tonight. Uh, but I think, I think the ones I went with, I don't think he'll judge too harshly. I don't think he'll love them, but
3: you know, I I don't Uh, think
2: I'll suffer his wrath tonight.
3: That is fair. I don't think anyone wants to suffer the wrath of Kirk Kalikowski. It's too similar to the wrath of Khan. (laughs) And, uh, we also have Mr. Uh, Letterboxd himself, Jack. Wow! Oh, shut
1: the up.
3: <laughs> the, probably the most famous letterbox in this community at this point. Uh, Jack, <laughs>
1: how are you feeling? Uh, I don't know if I'm more famous than Kirk's letterbox, but uh, that's I'll take fair. it. I'll that's take
3: care. I'm doing Kirk's pretty good. Does have a video store category in itself, so that's that's fair. Well, after the introductions, let's just get into the show. Let's talk about some good things, positive things. This was a week, so let's let's talk about some good things. What's your favorite movie you logged this week, Payson, We'll start with you.
4: Yeah, uh, my favorite movie I logged this week. It's uh, it's a seventies movie. It stars Jack Lemmon. It's called The China Syndrome. Uh, this movie is a borderline horror film. Uh, in case anyone doesn't know it, it's about a nuclear reactor where an accident occurs and um, if the people in charge of that that essentially let that accident happen do not want to put in the cost to make sure it doesn't happen again, and if that accident essentially does happen again, it would be cataclysmic, and it's about uh, Jane Fonda, who's essentially who's this news reporter, trying to um, convince her higher-ups, hey, we need to report on this. Jack Lemon is the, like in charge of the reactor, he's trying... He 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 starts out thinking, like, oh, it's okay, like, I built this reactor, like, it'll be strong enough, and then slowly watching him, like, realize, like, oh, everything I put my life into, like, is not being taken seriously and needs to be taken seriously, I think is incredible. Um, Lemon is amazing in this movie. He was nominated for an Oscar, and he absolutely deserves it. Um, I just... Just the, like, procedural nature of this movie, it it's slow in a way, but it's so engaging. Like, I was just enthralled at every single moment of this movie. There's very little score, and I kind of like it with those these types of movies. It just makes it feel more raw. And, like, this is low-key, like... The reason I call it a horror story is because these are things that, like, I just think about sometimes. Like, there are just some things that are, like technically government like run that like if something goes wrong there we're screwed. Like I I live in Arizona. We have the Hoover Dam. Sometimes I'm just like if that dam breaks, bye bye us and that would be sad. Um but yeah I absolutely absolutely love this movie.
3: That is fair. Uh this one's great. This is one of my favorite first time watches of last year and the film is absolutely excellent. Jack Lemon in this movie. Wow! Like, obviously, like, I know, it's like, oh, you're praising Jack Lemon, one of the greatest actors to have ever existed, but, like, this is a top-tier Lemon performance. He's he's incredible in this. Jane Fonda is not an actress I always enjoy, but she's really good in this. Michael Douglas is kind of giving a good, like, early, very energetic Michael Douglas performance, which I always enjoy. I really like young Michael Douglas. I think young Michael Douglas is, is fantastic. Plus, I want to shout out Wilford Brimley. Just, I, I love Wilford Brimley in just about anything, and he's great in this kind of as the more calm one to Jack Lemon, and I think that dynamic just works perfectly. Kirk, you ever see the China Syndrome?
0: Yeah, I actually just saw this for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I always thought, like, I knew it was, like, about a nuclear power plant. I always just assumed it was, like, about the whole movie was a nuclear disaster. And watching it was something very different. And I really liked it. Like, based on it, it's like a horror movie. I said in my review, it's, like, Jaws, if Jaws was, if the shark was, like, corruption and, you know, nuclear fallout. Um, it has, like, that kind of, like, foreboding element to you. have three people, like, trying to work against it, uh, work against the system. And so, yeah, Jane Fonda is great. Like, just, like, her trying to be taken seriously. And like, just as a person, but in this situation specifically. Um, yeah. And, you know, growing up in Pennsylvania, you know, uh, is talking about Hoover Dam. This is right around the, the time of like the three mile island accident. And I remember I wasn't, you know, around for that, but I remember like, you know, people talking about it when I was a kid and, uh, you know, how much this relates to just the reality of, you know, what could happen. It's, it's, it is really terrifying, um, but yeah. And Jack Lemmon can do no wrong.
3: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely
3: uh ryan have you ever seen this i have it's it's been several
2: years so i honestly don't remember a whole lot of it but i, I do remember uh, really liking all the performances in it uh, especially jack lemon of course um and like they what they were both already saying it comes across really almost like a horror movie uh what this reminded me a lot of is that if anybody watched the uh the mini series of chernobyl that was on um it, it had a lot of same kind of parallels to it now that one obviously the full the full accident happened but as far as the early episodes of that when they were like uh you know, discovering that the problem and trying to fix it. But then there's all these people, the bureaucracy trying to cover it up because they don't want to get in trouble or don't want the, you know, to to lose the public's trust or their their funding or whatever. And it's it got a whole lot of that stuff where there's like the bureaucracy versus the safety of the people involved. And they're trying to cover all these things up. And it's, it really does come across like this constant sense of, you know, dread of what's coming to happen. So it was, it was uh, pretty entertaining from what I remember.
1: Yeah. Jack, you ever see this? I have not, but I love Jaws. I like Michael Douglas and I really love Jack Lemon. So I'm gonna see it eventually. That is fair. Okay. Well, Kirk, I'll move over to you. What's your favorite movie along this week?
0: Favorite movie uh I loved this week was not what I was expecting to love. I really enjoyed it. I was up late, I think it was Saturday this past Saturday night. i finished the movie and I still I was tired. I was like, let's just watch something just fun. Want- uh so I ended up watching Cop Shop. And um, wasn't expecting much of it, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I love like one location kind of like thriller movies, and um, this one just does it so great. It's just it's basically it's almost like an assault on uh, Precinct 13 kind of feel to it. Uh, there's a um guy gets a couple people get arrested, you find out there's more going on with them, and then people are coming in to get them, and there's a whole thing the police have to try to defend them. Some of them are bad, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's um. Jared Butler being used exactly the way Jared Butler should, should be used. Um, you just like hit the perfect kind of role for him. Um, the girl that plays, the, the woman that plays the main uh, cop, I'm, I'm looking her up here, I can't remember her name, um, Alexis Lauder. Um, this is the first I've, I've seen of her. Um, I see she's been in a couple of things lately. It's the first I saw her. And she's great. I think she's going to be a star. She's really good in this. And then um, Toby Huss, who's just this character actor who's been around forever, um, I remember he was a, he was Elaine's boyfriend on an episode of Seinfeld once. Um, but he's done little bit points, like TV stuff. He comes out of nowhere and plays, like, the psychopathic big bad in this. And um, he's, fan, he's great. And, uh, yeah, it's a fun little, like, violent shoot-em-up thriller. And I had a lot of fun with it.
3: That's fair. I have not seen this, but I'll be honest. You're kind of selling me on it. Jason, you see Cop Shop? You see all the new releases. I assume you've seen this one.
4: I did, and I honestly had quite a bit of fun. Like, this this movie isn't, like, breaking any new ground, but, like, if you just go in expecting, like, a fun action movie set in, like, a contained location, I think you're going to have a good time. Uh, if I could give special mention to anyone in the cast, uh, Toby Huss plays this, like, deranged assassin, and he is hilarious in this movie. Like... I, I I had a lot of fun in this movie. There's a uh, there, there's a line in this movie where uh he just insults the 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 Tom Cruise movie The Last Samurai, which made me feel bad for Thomas Scully, but uh yeah, I I enjoyed this movie.
0: That Tom Cruise movie no one
4: saw.
3: Yep. <laughs> That's fair. You're making me think we should have put this on the poll for movie of the month. Uh Brian, this seems up your alley.
2: I, I love joe carnahan movies i mean like a team and aces boss level i loved a couple of years back um so i went into this one really expecting to love it and i did enjoy this quite a bit but not as much as his other films um because it definitely kind of has that sense of humor to it it definitely has the the action to it um toby huss as they've already covered is the mvp of this movie he is uh tremendous in this um the only thing that kind of drags it down a little bit for me is especially in the towards the ending there's just, just a few many few too many like twists and turns they try to have with it i get a little you know overcomplicated, but yeah if you're just looking for some fun action and stuff too it's great and yeah the cast i mean like i said toby huss frank grillo i always like he doesn't get the star in a lot of things so i love watching him be in stuff like this and gerard butler is great too
3: thank you for reminding me i have a dvd copy of smoke and aces that you sent
1: me that i still haven't watched yet (laughs) uh jack you see cop shop no, uh, not entirely, because it was at my theater for a couple weeks when it was uh, when it was in theaters. And uh, I, I popped in while doing theater checks uh, a couple times and stayed to watch some of it. And it was a hell of a time uh, for the scenes I did end up seeing uh, Toby or is it Toby Huss? Mm-hmm. Not to not to repeat what everyone else has been saying, but he's fantastic. You know, like he he's just a lot of fun. Gerard Butler's fun in it. Frank Grillo's actually like I I enjoyed his performance in the moments that I saw. And yeah, it's 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 a it's a fun movie. That's
3: fair. Okay. Well, now we will go over to me. Well, my we'll go to my favorite movie I watched this week. Uh, I'm going with a film that I saw on the Criterion channel. This film I've heard very few people talk about. And I thought it was absolutely excellent. It's a film from the 70s called Between the Lines. Uh, this is a... The best way I can kind of describe it is imagine if, like, you took broadcast news... Made it like a chill hangout movie, like kind of if you cross like broadcast news and the big chill, like that's kind of it. Kind of has that vibe because it centers around this underground uh, magazine or newspaper, uh, and that is kind of has this looming that it may get bought out by this bigger company, and all these kind of. You know, countercultural reporters and photographers and kind of their interpersonal relationships, along with you know how they're kind of coping with what might be happening at work. Uh, and this movie just has a stellar cast. Uh, John Hurd is the kind of the main lead of this movie, and he's great, it's a young John Hurd, and this is. The best work I've seen from him. He's fantastic in this. But you've also got uh, Jeff Goldblum, Bruno Kirby, uh, a few other uh, people, and oh, uh, Lindsey Kraus. Uh, just uh, a lot of character actors you'll recognize and go, oh. Uh, and yeah, I I thought this movie was excellent. I'm going to assume no one here has seen this. No.
0: What you I have about?
2: not. It's been something that's been on my radar for a long time, mostly because of the cast. But I've not gotten around to watching it.
0: Yet. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, you go first. I was gonna say I haven't watched it yet. I, it is on my Criterion watch list. I can't. I never heard of it. I came across it. I was looking at another movie, and I think I just kind of like <laughs> went on a round and got to this. And I just looked like you look at that cast. I'm like, wow! How have I never heard of this movie before? Um, so yeah, it's definitely going will try to check out soon.
3: That is fair. So uh, now we'll go over to Brian. Brian. Um, well, the best movie I will watch this week
2: uh, was when I rewatched the raid, but I won't talk about that one. Uh, as far as my favorite new, my favorite first time watch this week. Um, nothing blew me away, but I saw a few that were, that I thought were pretty good. Um, one of them was uh, 99 home. Uh, this is a movie from 2014. stars uh, Andrew Garfield and Michael Shannon. Uh, basically, Andrew Garfield's a guy who's, who's losing his home is being foreclosed on basically. Uh, he lives with his mom and his and his uh daughter, son, son. Um Michael Shannon is the guy basically who who makes his living helping you know foreclose on these homes and he tries to you know renovate them and flip them and make money on them. So he's kind of you know the, the villain, I suppose, of the of the movie. Although at times he seems like just a guy who's just doing his thing. They don't really make him out to be really evil until kind of towards the very end. Um but uh Andrew loses his home and he's trying to he's trying to get it back and basically he's out of work and he ends up accepting a job working for Michael Shannon, basically accept it, helping him evict all these other people out of their homes for this big real estate deal they want to go down. And you know, it's a whole moral conflict of he needs the money, he wants to help his family wants to get his family home back. But at the same time, he's doing these things to these other people that are, you know, what put him out of his his home. So it's, uh, it's a whole big dilemma there. And it's it's just a, one of those things. It's a real good acting showcase. Uh, Andrew Garfield obviously does a great job, Michael Shannon, kind of plays his, you know, usual <laughs> kind of borderline psychotic evil role. Um, Laura Dern plays uh, Andrew Garfield's mom. So she's, she's good in that as well. It's just, it's a small film that a lot of people didn't see, but I really enjoyed it.
3: That's fair.
1: Uh, Jack, have you seen this? Uh, no, but I, uh, I did read through the wiki a couple months ago or something like that. And uh it, it seemed interesting. I don't remember a whole lot of it, yeah. but I do want to see it, because Andrew Garfield. That's Michael you see this one?
4: Uh, I have not. Uh, I know it came out around the same time as The Big Short, and I always said, oh, that'd be a fun double feature, the, the house foreclosing double feature. <laughs> <laughs> between and the big
2: fun according to Pesa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's probably was fun. but
0: yeah. That, that's, that's, that's <laughs> one. I have not. I remember when it came yeah. out and see the trailer, and I was like, really? Because, I mean, I was... I mean, that was like kind of like the height of Michael Shannon when he was really getting big, and I was really excited to see it. And it kind of just disappeared. I never saw it. Um, a couple weeks ago, we were studying Andrew Garfield for Trivia, Andrew and I, and he kind of like staked me on this, so I didn't get to watch it, um, but it is what I definitely want to see.
3: Uh, Cameron Redshaw did the exact same thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> he took this one. Uh, but yeah, uh, so now we will go over to Jack. Jack, is there a movie you watched this
1: yeah, I've been watching a, a fair few horror movies this week, so it's been an unusual week for me. But uh, the one that definitely stood above the rest, out of all the ones I saw, was *The Babadook*. Cause, my goodness, uh, this movie's fantastic. Uh, I, uh, the lead performance from oh, I can't remember her name right now. Essie uh, Davis. S. E. Davis. S. E. Davis. Yes, thank you. Essie uh, Davis's performance in this is. Fantastic! Uh, And uh, holy shit, what's her name? I can't remember. But uh, the Babadook. So for those of you that don't know, the Babadook is about this mother and her son, uh, who uh, uh, the kid's father had died in a car accident while uh, they were on their way to for the mum to give birth to their son, and they've never like uh, the mum especially has never gotten over. Uh, has never gotten over that uh, uh, the, the trauma of that. And uh, a book appears in their house called Mr. Babadook, and uh, and uh, after they read it for the first time, uh, they they start to uh, experience kind of these just really terrifying uh, appearances by this this shadowy figure. And uh, the ending of this movie is phenomenal. Uh, like it's one of my favorite endings in a, in a horror movie. I've ever like possibly my favorite ending in a horror movie uh, where uh, I, I'm a spoil this. Uh, I'm a spoil this movie a little bit. So if you don't want to hear the end, mute, mute, the, mute the thing for a little bit. But uh, where the Babadook is still there. They they, they 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 haven't got rid of the Babadook because, like they say earlier in the movie, if it's in a word or or in a look, you can't get rid of the Babadook. And they use the Babadook as um kind of like a metaphor for, uh, depression and uh, grief. And well, and uh the thing is, and they they don't get rid of the Babadook. They just have to learn to live with it. And uh, I think that's a really interesting way to go about it. It's uh especially using it as a... Uh, metaphor for grief, and I really loved... I loved the ending. Uh, no,
0: so, yeah, fantastic. No, no,
3: I
1: agree. I think The,
3: the Babadook is excellent. Uh, I, I think one of the best like uses of horror is horror as metaphor, right? Like, some of the greatest horror movies of all time, the scary thing is not really meant to represent the scary thing, but something else. And The Babadook is absolutely... A representation of grief and I think that yeah, no, this film is absolutely uh, excellent and terrifying in a way that you don't really see it's very terrifying in a tiny, unique way, I like it.
0: Kirk Yeah, I love this movie, I think it's great, it's a great horror movie Uh, my favorite use of, one of my favorite uses of horror is, uh, are movies that blend uh, supernatural horror and real world horror And when you watch this movie, uh, the main character, this poor woman's life, is basically a horror movie before anything supernatural happens. You know, she lost her husband. She's a single mom. Her son has all these, uh, like, severe behavioral issues that she's not able to, like, really handle or deal with. And she's just completely in the rope. And just, if that was the whole movie, it would be a horror movie because you're just, like, watching this poor woman desperately try to struggle through that. Then you throw the monster on top of that and um it just makes it so much worse like i just it's in a lot of ways it's almost like a haunted house movie because all basically just taking place in their house and the cinematography is great the way it's shot um the use of the bag book itself the, the, the character the creature design um the way like it just it's there's not a lot of jump scares but there's a lot of those just like it just comes and it, it's there long enough just for you to see it kind of like fades back and it almost has like this nightmarish quality to it So, yeah, this is a really, really strong pro. I I, this is probably top five 21st century horror movies.
3: Okay,
4: Payson, you see this?
0: Uh, I have not, but I've heard great things. So, Hmm. that's
3: fair, Brian.
2: Uh, This is not my brand of horror. Uh, This is, I mean, this is the kind of thing that like Scream would refer to as elevated horror in Scream 2022. Um, This in the A24 kind of things uh, and, and ones like this. I get people love it. It's just not my style of horror.
3: So. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Was that everyone on the Lamedic? I think so. Yeah. So uh, now we will go to uh, Kirk. Or, yeah, Kirk. Uh, what's your least favorite movie you
0: this week? Uh, least favorite movie I watched this week is a movie I are a lot for this week is one I watched for the show because <laughs> I was hoping I could use it for the topic because it is a remake. And it is um, 1990s Gloria and um this is a um sydney Sid, uh, lament remaking john cast uh, john cassavetes movies so one of my all-time top five favorite directors remaking one of my all-time top five favorite directors this should be great i should love it um but it didn't turn out that way uh it's there it, it kind of sucks everything great about that made the john cast made me great and Lamette really doesn't you don't see like in a million years, or ninety nine, I'm sorry, yeah. in a million years, you would never uh, you would never think just look at this, and it was uh, it was a uh, LaMette movie. Um, I read his book a couple years ago, and he said in it that he's done three movies just for the money. Didn't specify which movies they were. So ever since I've tried to guess which one they were, I think this is one of them because it's just he's sleepwalking through this. Um, it looks like a TV movie, like a made for TV movie. The cast is bad. Uh, Sharon Stone's the main character and Sharon Stone is no Gina Rowlands. Um, in the original, the original story is about a woman. Uh, she's, she has some kind of like criminal past. You're not sure. They really don't give you all the details. Um, but she's kind of on her own. She's alone. Uh, this little boy, her, his family is killed because his dad has information on the mob. So he's the only one escapes. He has the information and he's kind of like thrown in her lap and she doesn't want him, but she has to, uh, Take home. and the, that the original movie is about their relationship developing, and um, you see that through that. And Gina Rollins is like I said, she has these these mob ties, um, but she carries so much through her performance uh, that she doesn't really have you really don't the movie doesn't have to show you but you just get so much from her who she is as, a, as her character uh i don't think sharon stone's really capable of that so the rest of the movie has to do a lot of heavy lifting and show you here's her background here's her old boyfriend blah blah blah, and um so it, it just weakens the whole thing and in, in the original of the sto- the whole story is about the relationship between her and this boy first half of the the remake uh the little boy is basically just an obstacle for her to overcome So later on when they try to sell you the relationship, it feels really forced. And uh, it was just a huge disappointment because I love the original so much. Obviously love both directors. And um, could have been a lot better, but it wasn't.
3: All right. Uh, Has anyone here seen this?
0: I have not. Uh, No, I've only heard Kirk talk about
4: it in the debate match. I'm just now trying to think, what are the other two?
3: Uh, That's fair. Who knows? Uh, Peyton. What is your worst movie you watched?
4: Yeah, this is one of the movies I saw, like Boatman alluded to. I see everything in theaters. And I went to go see Blacklight uh, this week, uh, starring Liam Neeson. Now, uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. There is an art to the uh, Liam Neeson, Dumpy Weary movie. There are good ones uh, taken nonstop. Uh, There are a lot of bad ones. This might be his worst one. Um, This movie just feels like it was just (laughs) printed. like phoned into like an obsessive degree like it starts out with like an assassination but it's the most comical assassination like you'll ever see like fuck it, i i don't care I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna spoil the opening shot of this movie it is a political um like uh what am i say a political advocate like uh she's just walking down the street someone says hey come over here she walks over to the car and she's like what is it and another car just comes and just books her like she's straight up as a 540 in the air it's it's insane um this movie like has like too many subplots for its own good it kind of drops like the main plot midway through just to follow this other thing um The climax is one of the dumbest, like most poorly shot climaxes I've seen in a while where the stakes never feel high. You could tell Liam Neeson is phoning in like if you have not seen if you have never seen a shot of Liam Neeson running in like the past five years, do yourself a favor and watch one, because I feel so bad for the director trying to make it seem thrilling just this like 77, like 70 year old man, just like really tried to hobble. Like, like ah, this movie's bad. I'm sorry.
3: Uh, has anyone seen this yet?
2: I, I haven't, but I mean, this, those Liam Neeson movies, f- for all the shit that people give, like Bruce Willis and Nicolas Cage and some of these people for all their straight to VOD movies. Nick, Liam Neeson's no better. His just, for some reason, are still getting released to theaters. I mean, the last good one he made like that was probably released, you know, five plus years ago. Because, I mean, the, what made like Taken and some of those movies work were that, you know, this wasn't what you expected from Liam Neeson. It's this guy, wow, he can kick ass. But ever since then, he's just kind of churning out, you know, lesser and lesser copies of the same thing. By the time, even by Taken 3, there's this infamous scene where he's got to jump over a fence oh. and they do like, 23 cuts just to get to show him show, jump over the fence it's like they're pretty bad so at this point I' even, I don't even
3: go see them anymore That is fair okay well now we'll go to uh, me we'll go to me my worst movie I watched this week I don't watch anything bad this week I watched one movie that I didn't love. But it was basically a giant mixed bag of a movie because it's an anthology movie. I am going with Jim Jarmusch's Night on Earth. Uh, I think this is far from a bad movie. There are some really great things about it. I gave it three and a half stars like for the record. Um, I I think that the stuff with Gina Rowlands and Winona Ryder is great. Uh, the stuff with Jean Carlos Pesito is great. And the final segment in Russia is great. I just think there are very S segments specifically I think Roberto Benini's one is kind of bad so that that's kind of where it, it gets just weird and I looked up the trivia after that apparently Benini improvised half of it and honestly you can tell because it gets weird for frankly the sake of weird uh, he talks about having sex with pumpkins. uh like <laughs> yeah that is an actual thing that happens in this movie
4: nope not gonna go there okay. <laughs>
3: thank you um, yeah uh i yeah uh kirk have you seen that on
0: yeah I, I went through almost pretty, pretty much all jarmouche last year and for a match um i like this movie i think it's pretty good um you're probably right i think the benini segment is the weakest um but the winner of the Rollins was great the Giancardo Esposito's one's really good. Um, so I think it's one of those ones, like, you know, with the trilogy movies, it's kind of like a three-room service, like, you don't yeah. like this? Okay, here's something else for you. Just wait a while. And I think this has that going for it. Um, I think there's more good than bad here. Yes, I would
3: agree. I would agree. Uh, Pazin, you seen this one?
4: Uh, Jarmusch is a director I really want to get more into. Um, specifically, uh, Down by Law and Ghost Dog are the ones that really interest me. I In think Yeah.
2: Brian, you see this one i did see this one back in like 91 92 simply because i was like obsessed with with one writer at the time and was watching everything she was in um i remember nothing about it i have not revisited it since because jim jarmusch uh, again is as you could oh, guess not, not my Ryan, thing. Not
3: yeah. there right. have
2: been movies like like ghost dog i don't remember much of that but i do remember actually enjoying ghost dog um Uh, And I've seen good performances. I watched Dead Man. I like, you know, some of the things in that. But overall, he's not
1: my kind of director. Yeah. Jack? Uh, I haven't seen it, but I really want to watch Down by Law.
3: That's right. Down by Law is real good. Okay. Uh,
1: Let's go to Jack. Jack, what's your least favorite movie you watched this week? Uh, Like I said, lots of horror movies. And one of those horror movies was Teton. It. (laughs) Just, it's not for me. Uh, I get people like this movie. Maybe I'll like it more on a rewatch if I ever rewatch it, but like, nah, uh, the performances were, were all pretty, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go, that's it. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That, that's fair, Brian. You have you seen
3: Teton? I
2: I have not. Uh, uh, before I left Club Dread, the last conversation was how much Ethan loved this movie, which already told me that I was not going to like it. So I never, <laughs> I, never I never saw it.
3: That is fair. I definitely haven't seen Teton. Are you kidding? I'm Caleb Boatman.
4: <laughs> I I have seen Teton. I'll be honest. I do really really like it. But it's also a movie where, like, if someone tells me they don't like it, I'm just going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. It's not going to be for everyone. It is very much, it is so in your face. It is so just, like, overstimulating. But, like, I like it when films do that. I like it when movies go for it. And, yeah, I, I really like it, but I totally get why people, why not everyone connects with it.
3: That's fair. Okay. Uh, now, uh, Brian? I, I, oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. You
0: know, gonna just <laughs> say, I haven't seen it. I want to. Um, I like a weird concept movie. I mean, I watched Rubber based on Jake Miragody's recommendation. Sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. Uh, the more I hear about this movie, I'm assuming I'm probably not going to like it that much. But out of morbid curiosity, I still want to see it.
3: That's fair. Okay. Brian?
2: I, I did enjoy Rubber. I just want to say that. I like that one.
1: Lovers on the greatest YLS moment of all time. Oh, that absolutely! They know
2: exactly what it was. Uh, like moment, I didn't really watch any bad movies this week. Um, but what I'd say probably the least impressive one is I watched this week, and probably kind of disappointing was Studio Six Six Six. This is the Foo Fighters horror movie that just came out. Basically, um, this is a movie that I'm surprised got a theatrical release, and I and I think they are too. I saw an interview with Dave Grohl where he was talking about how. Uh, You know, he had this idea for this fun little thing they could do. And next thing you know, they were giving him money to make a movie. And then they said they're putting it in theaters. He's like, really? It's a movie movie? He's like, I didn't know we were doing this. And you can kind of tell because I think, like I said in my review, that if this would make a really good, like, long-form music video, like a half-hour, you know, thing, just especially for for fans of the band would probably just love it. But as a movie, it's just – doesn't really work there's some you know cool horror moments there's stuff definitely some blood and gore into it things like that there's a, a few you know uh funny jokes but so much of it just feels like it's just being stretched out to fill the uh, full-length uh feature and also beside dave Grohl is okay the rest of the band horrible actors this is like if you grabbed your family and said hey let's be in a horror film can you guys can act right it's just like the, the even just trying to stay there and listen to someone talk much less delivering lines and things just really bad actors so i mean it's not an awful movie and there are things to enjoy in it but i was just i was disappointed i thought it'd be more
3: fun fair uh jack you see this
1: no uh but i do like no sound of Mine" by the foo fighters that's
4: fair <laughs>
1: you see uh, it. it's
4: it's it's caught my eye i'll probably still go see it but uh it saddens me a little to hear it's not that great kirk
0: haven't seen it. It doesn't look like it's something up my alley. It looks like one of those movies. Just like, hey, you know, remember horror movies? Now we're doing the same thing. And wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, and I heard, too, like, it's really for, like, Foo Fighters fans. It's, like, kind of like a lot. Of, there's, like, a lot of, like, inside jokes. Like, you have to be a Foo Fighters person to really fully get this movie. So, and that's not me. So, that's I don't like their music. I'm just not, like, a super fan. No, that's fair. You,
3: you haven't
0: been listening to them ever
3: long. <laughs> ah! I'm not funny. Anyway, anyway uh, so I believe that takes us home for least favorite movie to watch this week. Getting to the Meat and Potatoes of the Show. Remakes. We're talking about them. Movies that used to be other movies, and now they're a new kind of movie. Uh, let's start with... Well, we'll start with me. Why not? I'll, I'll start. I'll get the ball rolling. Uh, this one is what I'll throw out there. Uh. I am not. I promise I'm not throwing it out there just because it'll make Kirk mad. It is legitimately my favorite remake. But, you know, making Kirk mad is a bonus. Uh, the, the remake, the superior version of Ocean's Eleven. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. I have sat through the original, and man, did this movie blow that one out of the water. I don't like the original. I think the original is kind of bad. I think this one is just so fun. I love the characters. I love Rusty. I love Linus. I love I mean, living Sindel basically is me. Uh, you know, Frank Cat is great. i I just love everyone in this movie, and I love how everyone kind of just gets their own great little moment, uh, even if they're not all like all like the central focus. Everybody gets at least like one great moment. I love Elliot Gould breaking down the three most successful robberies in the history of Vegas. That is like one of my favorite little things. Uh, Elliot Gould's an actor. I'm finding I just love like anything he does. Uh, I, I love Elliot Gould, uh, but no, I I think this movie is just so slick
4: and so cool,
3: and I I, I love it. One of my favorite movies ever made.
4: Uh, Payson. Yeah, this is one of those movies that I think is like impossible not to love. Like it's just so, so much fun. like just the pacing, the the, the acting, the, the the script, just the whole idea of the heist of like we're we're, we're gonna rob these three casinos. Let's see how it goes. Um, Terry Benedict. like I, I don't think Andy Garcia gets enough credit for being such like a scumbag in these movies. Like you, you, you want him to fail so bad, and you want Danny Ocean to succeed so much. I just think that's great. Like you said, Bo, I think Elliot Gould might be the most like underrated part of this cast. Like I love the chariot, the character of Reuben. Like you said, Elliot Gould, pretty Elliot Gold for me. But uh, yeah, I I also love Carl uh, Reiner um, as uh, Reuben. I uh, adore that.
3: The- I've never enjoyed the sensation of steel on my skin.
4: So good. Um, yeah, uh, Brad Pitt, he's, he's so cool. One of the coolest moments in cinema is when they're walking out with the money and just rusty, just so bad. Oh,
3: without yeah. a doubt. Nobody eats in movies like Brad Pitt. Brad oh, yeah. Pitt eating a bag of chips somehow just looks so cool.
4: Like, that's the thing about this movie. Like, I just think of this movie, and it just exudes coolness. Like, I just think of Danny just coming up that escalator, and it's like, this movie's so good. I have not seen the original. I bet it's just a bunch of like, oh, oh we're, we're the Rat Pack. blah, so, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah. Okay, I, thank I, you, I Jason.
0: It. Kirk, speaking of the Rat Pack. um, Yeah, yeah. Th- this movie has grown that's on cool. me a little bit more uh, on multiple rewatches. And now that I've seen all three, it's definitely the best of the trilogy. Um, but I still don't uh, connect to it as much as everybody else does. Um, I totally agree. Elliot Gold is great, and the more I watch him, the more I see him, and stuff. The more I love him, and he's fantastic at this. Um, I do like the original better, um, you know, because this one just like, hey, I'm Brad Pitt, I'm George Clooney, look how cool we are. But uh, I just think that uh, I still think Frank Sinatra and. They're cooler than George Clodia. They always will be. So um, but if you guys like it, that's cool.
3: They don't do anything in the movie. They're poor. it's a...
4: one take, one take. Yeah. Pick, 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 pick it up for one movie. Only need one take. Okay.
1: Uh yeah. I do like this. I do like this movie. Uh it's been a while since I've seen it, but uh this I remember this movie being a hell of a lot of fun. I I remember really loving Brad Pitt in this movie and George Clooney. Uh but if uh if Brad Pitt eating a bag of chips uh is like the coolest uh is like one of the coolest looking uh things of someone eating something in a movie, John Noble eating tomatoes in Return of the King is the polar opposite of it. That's fair. I'm I, I will respect any take about a uh, Return
3: of the King that's not positive. For those who looked on Twitter recently, <laughs> um, Ryan.
2: Yeah, I, I'm a sucker for a good heist movie, and this is this is one of the best ones out there. I will admit, I also have never seen the original. I've considered it a few times, but never got around to it. Um, uh, Payson was right. This movie just exudes cool. That's one of the best things about it. Just that it's got that Soderbergh uh feeling like, like around that era like with out of sight and ocean's loving that he, just, soderbergh just had these movies that kind of exuded cool um i love the uh i love the cast they assembled not just because they're all talented actors but there's just such a variety of characters thrown into this mix together. Because you have like, you know, obviously like Clooney and Pitt and Damon. You have the elder Statesman, the Golden and, and Carl Reiner. But then you have like the the younger idiots with like uh, Scott Kahn and Casey Affleck, who are some of my favorite scenes of the movies. So I, it's just a great mix. It's just and it looked. It's one of those movies you watch
3: and you can just tell they had a lot of fun making. it. And I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Okay, was that everyone on Ocean's Eleven? I think so. Okay, Payson, we'll throw it to
4: you. Your first pick. You know what? We're gonna keep the streak going, because you know what remake I'm picking? I'm picking the departed. Uh I love this movie. Um, it's not like top five Scorsese for me. Like I, I know a lot of people put it, but like in terms of remakes, like I absolutely adore this film. I have not seen Infernal Affairs. I hear it is great. I'm just talking about the departed. Uh to me, the departed is like you give a crime procedural to one of the best directors ever. And you just say make the best movie you can, and he straight up does. Um, every single cast member is given their chance to shine in this movie, from the big people like Leo and Damon to like the small supporting uh, supporting roles like Ray Winstone. I adore Frenchie in this movie. Um, all the little scenes in it, uh, the <laughs> the the cranberry juice scene is like top ten Scorsese scenes of all time. Um, everything that Mark Wahlberg says, uh, you, you can put on a shirt. It's so good. Um, it's two and a half hours. And honestly, it flies by for me. Like it, I do not feel the runtime at all. And honestly, Scorsese is usually a director. I think is really good with that, with making just long runtimes flow by. Um, yeah, I really do just love the whole intersecting, like the opposite sides of the, the two contrasting stories between, Colin and Billy, how they're spying on different people. Like, I love this movie. Boston's always a fun place to set a movie, and yeah, it's it's excellent.
3: Absolutely, I'll I'll jump in. I I love The Departed. Uh, I think this movie just has such like an amount of energy. That I just love. This movie just feels like a firecracker sometimes, and I think it's great. Nicholson is like giving one of the great like madman gangster performances, and I I love him in this. I I think he's incredible. I think he's better than Wahlberg. Um, I I think that the the entire supporting cast is great. Obviously, DiCaprio and Damon are both great in that you know Damon's always they they kind of play on the fact that Damon is a has always kind of plays a good guy so like having him play like the good guy who you can't quite trust is great and DiCaprio being the heavy being the the bad guy who you can't trust to not actually be good i think it is just great and the 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 kind of overarching who's playing who is just fascinating and I, I love all the supporting performances in this. Martin Sheen, in particular, is like, I love him in this movie. Because you can kind of see he's almost a bit of a surrogate dad to Costigan in some ways, while he also cares very much about actually getting this data and nailing Catello. Uh But I, I, I love everyone in this movie. I think it's excellent. Uh, we'll, we'll go to the last. Brian, how do you feel about The Departed? uh i'm not a scorsese fan generally
2: speaking um but of the movies he has made that i do like that i do enjoy this is my favorite of his um i have seen the original infernal affairs and i actually think it's very good i love that movie but this is actually still an improvement over that um so i it's it's uh yeah it comes down to the performances across the board uh especially jack uh martin sheen and Leonardo dicaprio i I think do the the best jobs i think mark Wahlberg is probably the weak link of the bunch But that might be skewed in my eyes just in the fact that those, all those Boston accents, maybe on like, you know, stick something in my ear. Uh, taking that for two and a half hours is a bit much. But yeah, I mean, this, uh, for for a director I don't like to make me just really love a movie, I think I gave like four and a half stars. It's, it's, I really enjoyed this one.
1: That's fair, Jack. Uh, yeah, I love this movie. This movie's in my top 100 of all time. Uh, I really, I really adore this movie. Uh, I, Jack Nicholson has got to be my favorite performance in this movie, uh, without question. He's fantastic in it. Like, not his best performance, but like, it, it it's up there uh, with uh, the performances of his that I've seen. Uh, it's fantastic. I love it. Want, I really want to see more Scorsese and a lot more Jack Nicholson. That's so. fair, Kirk.
0: Um, yeah, it's not terrible. Um, I mean. I, it's I, we're, you know it's probably what we're talking about on a remake show because it feels like a remake. Um, it does. It makes total sense that as someone who doesn't like Scorsese, Brian likes this because I'd be like, if you don't like Scorsese, watch this because it's nothing like his <laughs> other movies. Not nearly as good as any of them either. That's what blows my people who like Scorsese put this at the top. So that makes no sense. Um, yeah, Nicholson's good in this. Sheen's good in this. I think I can't believe Wahlberg got nominated because he's straight up terrible. His and it's not just <laughs> oh, his man. acting. His character. He is playing just like that hard, stereotypical hard-ass for the sake of being a hard-ass cop that is in every dumb cop movie. And it just it just sucks. Mia Formiga, uh, Formiga is awful. Her accent comes and goes, not scene to scene, but sentence to sentence. I've never seen someone do such a inconsistent accent. I mean, that's the whole movie. Everybody's inconsistent with the accents in this movie, but she's the worst example of it. Um, Yeah, and again, like Bowman's talking about the energy. When you compare this to some other... Uh, Scorsese movies—that energy is just not here. This—it's a cop movie. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a run-of-the-mill, above-average cop movie.
4: You don't think the energy is there?
0: Mm-mm. Wow. Okay. okay.
4: Kirk, save
3: yourself. Give us your first pick.
0: Well, this is—it's my th- reading my uh, Boatman's review for uh, my pick. It's my turn to piss him off because uh, my pick is the superior version, 1983 Scarface and i i say that jokingly because i will admit i haven't seen the original so i can't compare the two so i won't comment on that um but i love scarface um i think this is a fantastic movie i know a lot of people think it's cheesy and over the top and it is and it's supposed to be and um pacino is just like completely knows what movies and he knows what he's doing i know a lot of people complain about him doing the accent and everything um but if you like look into it like he like was working with like Cuban Americans, including Steven Bauer, his co-star, um, to make sure he got that right. And he wanted it to be authentic. He didn't want it just to just be a caricature. And um, he plays it so big and so boisterous that it does kind of feel like that sometimes. But I think that's beyond the vo- voice. I think that's the performance itself. Um, but that just it fits so well with this movie, just like that over the top, like sleazy lifestyle. Um, but I love the character too, because like he's a he's this horrible. Irredeemable person, but there's still things about him you like. Like they set up the ending with with the kids. Um, you know, like when he just sits at the beach and his like, "Hey, watch this guy. Watch you. He's good. He's gonna, you know, ask her, tell her, to lick her lips or something like that." And uh, you know, just just those little moments he has, like the moments with him in Alvar uh, in the car and him playing with the hat. Like he's a fun, likable guy, but he's also just like this sociopathic murderer. And um, he's so good at it. And it's long, uh, but I think it's the whole thing is just overindulgent. I think that's the whole theme of the movie is just overindulgence, and that's that all plays into it. Um, and I understand it's not for, everybody, it's not for everybody's every every's alley, um, but I have so much fun at the movie every time I watch it. Uh,
3: I'll, I'll I'll jump in. I don't think this is bad. I don't think Scarface is a bad movie. I think it's a bloated movie. I think it is a movie that is so full that I think there is a lot of things that work, but it's a long, bloated movie, and I I think for everything that works, there's another thing that doesn't work. It it is a film of excess that doesn't feel like fun after a while. After a while, I just got tired. Um, I, I think I will say it probably didn't help that I saw the original first, and the original is like 90 minutes compared to this one, which is over two hours, which is like two and a half hours. I think it's like pushing three actually. Um so I that doesn't help. The, I, I enjoy the original. I think the original a lot of fun. I don't I but I only think it's like a half star difference. So like it's not like a giant like wall. But I, I do think the original's better. Uh Payson, that's on Scarface
4: i've never actually seen scarface it's a huge blind spot i'll admit it so i don't have an opinion here i know it's a little bit contentious i wish i could weigh in but that's
3: fair uh brian
2: yeah i've i've not been secret about that you know mafia mobster gangster movies are not my kind of movie which seems to be a theme tonight um but scarface may be one of the worst uh it's and and I, I think it's because like Kirk says I mean yes he's completely over the top it's all, and he does come across as a character and maybe that's not what his intention maybe that's what he was playing for I don't know but for me I just this movie did not work as much as I like everyone in the cast you know I like uh Pacino and Miraliss Antonio and Michelle Pfeiffer and Robert Loggia and all these people but just this movie did
1: not work for me. All right uh, Jack I've seen Scarface and I really I really liked it I, I thought it was great. I thought Pacino was fantastic. I get people's issues with the movie, uh, but like the yeah, I, I I had a really good time with it. Uh, yeah, Pacino's great. Haven't seen the original, but I want to.
3: That's fair. Uh, Pacino, you already talked about. Everybody's talked about it. Okay, now we will go to Brian. Brian, what's your first pick for a remake?
2: Oh, I had a lot I considered for this, and I'm still not sure. Uh, I I, I decided to go with some movies I maybe haven't talked about so much, because I've been on a lot of shows and top 100 lists and things like that. Almost considered talking about Oscar, just because I know how much Payson loves it. Decided not to go with that one, because that is a remake of a French film.
3: I enjoyed
2: it. Yeah, I I know. That would have been a fun discussion, but (laughs) I've talked about that one enough. Uh, Thomas Crown Affair. People know that I love John McTiernan movies, and that one especially. I've talked about that several times before. Um, one I haven't talked about as much is a 1989 film, Steven Spielberg's Always. Uh, so Always is a remake of a 1940s film uh, directed by Victor Fleming called A Guy Named Joe, which stars Spencer Tracy, uh, which I've have, I've have, I've seen that one since. I had not seen it before Always, but I've seen it since, and that's actually a very good movie. Um, but Always is one of those movies, it's not, it's not top-tier Spielberg. Even I don't consider it top-tier Spielberg, as much as I enjoy the movie. Because it's not like you know this amazing dramatic thing like Schindler's List or something, and it's not you know a big blockbuster like Indiana Jones or things like that. But this is just kind of a small scale, like sweet love story kind of movie. I and mean, there's, there's a supernatural element to it, it, to it, but it's it's basically a love story. story. Um, um, Richard Dreyfus. Uh, Someone's echoing. Sorry. Richard Dreyfuss plays a, a pilot who uh, basically he, he helps put out uh, forest fires. Um, and, and him and John Goodman are kind of best friends, and his girlfriend, fiancé, whatever, is Holly Hunter. And this is Holly Hunter coming fresh off of, like, broadcast news, so she's, like, at the height of her career. Uh, you know, Richard Dreyfuss has already had a great success. John Goodman is still kind of up and coming, but he's had just been, in, like, raised in Arizona and some other things. So they assembled this great cast together. Um, uh, Richard Dreyfus' character dies, but he, basically his ghost sticks around. It's kind of like it, it's... It's similar kind to, to Ghost in some ways, but this is more of a lighthearted. It's pure romance. It's pure comedy. There's no villains unless you count the fire <laughs> that's burning down forests, things like that. Uh, there's a love story. where There's a new guy uh, shows up to become a pilot. His name is. Uh, it's played by Brad Johnson, who uh, Richard Dreyfus finds that he can kind of influence him, and, and he's falling in love with Holly Hunter. And he kind of doesn't want to see her fall in love with someone new, but at the same time, he has to let go. And it's a whole big complicated plot, but. Uh, basically, what it comes down to is the performances. Uh, it's just a sweet movie. It's got great relationships between the main characters. And for Steven Spielberg, it's kind of something different. He doesn't do a lot of just like love stories. And so that's why I like, I enjoyed this
1: movie. That's fair. Uh, Jack, on always. Uh, this is one of the Spielberg movies I haven't seen. It's in my watch list. I want to see it eventually, but I just haven't. That's fair.
3: Uh, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I. I I think this one is fine. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think this is a movie that is carried on the backs of the actors. I think Richard Dreyfus, John Goodman, and Holly Hunter, you could probably just stick them in a room for two hours. True. And it would be entertaining because I think they're just three of the most entertaining people to watch. I, I just think the movie around it is, and I'll admit my ignorance, I didn't know this was a remake. I didn't, I, I was not aware that, uh, that this was a remake, and I really wanted to see the original now. Spencer Tracy in that role sounds real interesting. Oh, I, mean, I um, forgot you
2: mentioned Audrey Hepburn's last performance in this movie, too.
3: Yeah, and she's good. Um, but
0: Payson. Uh, I have not seen this. That's fair. Kirk. Um, I've seen it I like it um I hear like I was surprised like I was looking at Letterboxd. like a lot of people trash this as like Spielberg's worst by far I don't think it's that bad I think it's 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 run of the mill um, my biggest hang up with this is like I just have a lot of trouble buying... like Richard Dreyfuss is good a good actor a good comedic actor I have trouble buying him as like a hardcore romantic lead um, like that just not, doesn't seem like, like for like his wheelhouse, I think John Goodman is greatness. I think, you know, he, this is a, a, the kind of character that, um, he really excels, at, especially this era of his career. Uh just play like that boisterous, like over the top best friend, um, is, is really strong for him. And yeah, you brought up Audrey Heppard um, just having kind of like really become a fan of hers lately, um, watching this, um, and this not just being her last role, but the kind of character she plays, um. She plays basically. She plays like uh, the guardian angel that's overseeing Richard Dreyfuss after she dies, and just that role for to be knowing it's her last, the last time she was on screen um, is really poignant. And makes it like a lot more emotional. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good pick. That's
3: fair. Uh, then that everyone for always. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now we'll go over to Jack. Jack, what's your first pick?
1: Uh, I'm torn between a couple because I think that one's gonna probably be Kirk's next pick, but uh I'll I'll go with uh I'll go with one that I watched for logged it actually a few months ago. Uh Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I think I that 78. Pardon? I assume 78. Yeah 78.
3: After uh, Daniel Craig one.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Uh, yeah no I think this movie's phenomenal. I I, I love uh Donald Sutherland Donald Sutherland yeah Donald yeah. Sutherland in the lead role I think he's a fantastic actor in this movie I uh I Leonard Nimoy shows up in this movie I had no idea that he was uh even a part of it until I saw it but no it's uh it's fantastic it's it's a perfect uh psychological horror uh film uh I and it uh, it's got one of my one of my favorite endings uh Ooh, which one do I like more? I think I like I think I like uh, the ending of the Babadook a little more, but this is up there with it for uh, horror movie endings. So, yeah, very good movie.
3: Yeah, uh, I also watched it for the first time forelogged logged it, and you no, know, this is excellent because it it's a horror movie that almost doesn't feel like a horror movie as much as it feels like a conspiracy thriller. Like this is a movie where the '70s is just. Absolutely, the perfect time to remake that movie, right? Because, like, the 50s version, I haven't seen the 50s version, but from everything I've heard about the 50s version, from what I understand, it's kind of this thinly veiled allegory for like communism, rah! and <laughs> you know, uh, okay. Uh, but this one is like just it, it has that 70s, like, paranoia thriller feel of like something like The Conversation or Parallax View but it's a sci-fi horror movie and the cast is like really good like everyone in this movie is great Leonard Nimoy is fantastic in this movie he's really good Jeff Goldblum I mean, Jeff Goldblum, huh? everyone's great everyone's great here we uh, 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 unlocked it before but go ahead
4: yeah Tag of the Sentiment again I talked about it on Logged It. I think it's really good. I think the 70s might be my favorite decade for horror. I love the desolate feeling of it. I think what you said about it sort of being like a conspiracy theorist movie is really, really interesting. It kind of feels, in a way, like they live without the action.
0: But, yeah, I really, really enjoy this movie. Okay. Uh, Kirk. Um yeah, I've seen I watched this when I was a kid. I remember being on TV when I was a little kid, and the dog with the human head, the human face, mm-hmm. scarred me so bad that it took like as an adult, it took me a long time to get back to the movie because I did not want to see that. Um but yeah, I like this. I like the original. The original's fun. It's like a fun, you know, it's more leads it more sci-fi, like one of those 50 sci-fi movies. Kevin McCarthy's really good in it. Um, but yeah, this is a completely different movie. And um, I I really enjoy it. Yeah, everything you guys said about it being more like conspiratorial and just like stuff bubbling under the surface. Um, that's all true.
3: Good thing Mars attacks didn't exist when you were a kid, uh, <laughs> Brian. Yeah, I saw. I watched this one I
2: don't know, probably about seven years ago. I just came across it on on TV and I watched it, and it was fine. I think for me the problem is that at that point I'd seen. So many different versions of this movie. I mean, there's the direct remakes and all the ones that are kind of remakes of it and ones that are knockoffs of it. And so many, but by the time I watch this one, I'm kind of like, okay, it was another one. And I mean, yeah, I like the cast and I like Sutherland, like Goldblum in it and some of the other people, but it's didn't love it, didn't hate it. It was there.
3: That's fair. Okay. Uh, Now we will go uh, to our second picks. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, another movie that not everyone knows it's a remake remake of a french film i believe uh and i'm going with billy wilder's classic some like it hot uh some like it hot is one of the greatest comedies ever made like this movie is just brilliant uh jack lemon and Tony tony curtis are just like a top tier comedic duo in movies they, they knock it out of the park in this movie. They know how to work each other and how to like push each other's buttons in exactly the right way. But they still feel like friends, and it's just so great. And I'm not going to pretend like she was one of the greatest actresses of all time, but Marilyn Monroe has like an air of vulnerability in this movie that is so perfect for Sugar Kane, like that. She is exactly the perfect person. This is just, I think, the perfect person in the perfect role for them. She she just is absolutely made for this movie. Uh, I love Joey Brown as Osgood Feeling. Just like the perfect, just kind of like <laughs> optimist. And I mean, the final scene with him and Jack Levin is. Just legitimately one of the funniest interactions you'll ever see in a movie. Uh, I I I love uh, when Tony Tony Curtis. I think is the best performance in this movie by far because he's doing so many different things. One, I think you know his normal self. He's doing like kind of the normal douchey thing, and I think it works. Uh, I think in terms of who's better at like convincingly and. Being funny as a woman, Tony Curtis is so funny as a woman in this. And then when he's doing uh, the the Shell guy, he is hilarious doing this Terry Grant voice, and it's amazing. He ha- he has, I think, the most complex job in this movie. He's great. I love someone like it hot.
4: Basically. Yeah, I watched this for the first time for full metal deep cuts, and it might be like top three or five favorite movies I've ever watched for trivia. Like, this is a... You hear this touted as one of the greatest comedies of all time. It absolutely um deserves that, like, title. Um, Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis are so great together, as both, like, through, like, their dumb moments, and even with Tony Curtis, like, who's, like, slightly smarter than Jack Lemmon... Um, just them, just trying to get through. Something I, I think that goes underappreciated in this movie is the characters' names. Like you have characters named like Spats Columbo and Osgood Felding the Third. Like these are some of the most creative and like memorable character names I could think of. And just, just just that first scene when they first see Spats Columbo killing people, and it's like, oh, we we gotta go get him. And just uh, the, the 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 final scene in the boat. Just, well, nobody's perfect. Like Jake said, one of the greatest, like, final lines in a movie ever. And just, I'm not sure where it ranks among my, like, favorite Billy Wilder movies. I think it's got to be up there. And this movie just absolutely holds up.
0: Hey, uh, Kirk. Uh, I feel like we talked about this. Well, I've talked about it a lot on on panels lately. Um, But, yeah, it's great comedy. You talked about Jack Lemmon, how he can do anything. Like, he literally can't do anything wrong. Um, you know, you get something from, from, from something like China Center to this or this to China Center, I guess. Um, but just, I mean, just the the comedy, he just kills it. Um, like you said, Marilyn Monroe, Billy Wilder talked a lot about how hard she was work with. Um, but he definitely got the best on her because she has some like really good like one-liners in this movie. Just like kind of deadpan, just off-the-cuff one-liners that she nails. Uh, yeah it's a great cast the fun you know i mean like that third act is fun with the chase and everything um i've wilder for me personally i i lead more towards his more dramatic uh movies than his comedies um but as far as comedy his comedies goes definitely top tier
2: hey uh brian yes i'm not a hot as a fun movie Bill, billy wilder i haven't seen a ton of his movies but i've kind of seen like all the most the most popular ones and this is probably one of my favorites of his um there's uh the whole like a the cross-dressing comedy is i i've never been a big fan of that in movies i don't find it that funny just kind of it's kind of an easy laugh um but here i mean it it works i will say those are that those aspects of it are kind of my least favorite of the movie but but there's enough of it and and the way the way they play it off because like i like kind of like that that farcical kind of you know mistaken identity kind of thing as as in things like oscar um (laughs) <laughs> so I mean, I so that that, that kind of comedy I, I I do like when when kind of the hijinks take place. Then, um, so while it's not like my favorite comedy of all time or anything like that, I really enjoy this one.
1: That's fair, Jack. This may not be uh, one of Brian's all-time favorite comedies, but this is my second favorite comedy of all time, uh, and I third favorite Wilder, and I I love this movie. It's it's great. Jack Lemmon is phenomenal. Uh, I I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know it was a remake. If I knew it was a remake, I would have picked it. Uh it it's uh it's great. Uh one of the best final lines in uh in any movie ever, like Jake said in the live chat there. But uh I cannot tell you how many times I've uh uh like after coming home uh from work, opened the fridge and, and uh used the line, where's that bourbon? That is like a regular line. Uh, for me, when I get home, it's great. Uh, no, great movie. Marilyn Monroe's great. Tony Curtis is great. I love Jack Lemon in this movie so much.
3: That's fair. Okay. Uh, well, now we'll go back to Payson. Payson, what is your uh, topic?
4: Yeah, I'm going to be on brand. I'm going to be taking a Coen Brothers film. That film being uh, 2004's The Late I Got You, didn't I? No, I am, uh, I am of course, taking the correct pick, as you should see. T- yeah, thank you, True Grit. Um, I've actually seen the original True Grit. Not that good. I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, it is a movie that I think is probably most well-known. This is what got John Wayne his Oscar. Not that great, aside from that. I think this movie is better in every single conceivable fashion. I think it flows better. I think the performances are better. I think Haley Steinfeld is unbelievable. And the fact that she didn't win Best Supporting Actress this year is insane. Of She was placed in Supporting Actress, I'm just saying, even though she's probably a lead. Um, I think Jeff Bridges, like aside from maybe the dude in The Big Lebowski, this might be the, the part he was born to play the most. As just this old curmudgeon, like, good-for-nothing <laughs> bounty hunter that's just like, yeah, sure, I'll do it if you pay me. And just, just, Maddie just shit-talking him, like, the, the, the first time they meet. And, like, you totally, like, I, just the fact that this is, like, the best she can do, it's like, oh, man, are they going to be able to do this? And, of course, I, I know Matt Damon gets a lot of shit for this. Like, a lot of people don't really like his performance. I don't really have an issue with it. I guess he looks a little too clean for the whole Western thing. I think it works, personally, when you contrast him with Bridges. Um, I think Brolin is often forgot about in this movie, and I I guess I kind of get it because he shows up, like, halfway through, but I think him as Tom Chaney is really, really good, and just, like, when you first meet him, you, you, you're, you're kind of built up to think, like, oh, man, Tom Chaney's probably, like, this big, scary guy, like that uh killed the main character's uh dad but no he's kind of pathetic as well and yeah i think just how rooster grows through this journey just like maddie does i think is really great um i think it it, it's one of the cohen's most commercial movies but i still think it has like their memorable dialogue in there i think of um uh, um i'm gonna misquote it never mind but yeah I, i i really really do love this movie
3: that's fair. Uh, Kurt?
0: Yeah, this is a great pick. Um, I agree. This is better than the original in all ways, except Robert Duvall is superior to Barry Pepper. Yes. Um, but other than that, yeah, this is – I mean, you have that um, that amazing Deacon cinematography in this. You have the score, which is so good. Um, yeah, Steinfeld is so great. Was this, a, was this her first movie? Yeah. Yeah, just to her coming out of the gate like this. So good. The, the, just that mature character she plays. The fact that her relationship with Brewster and her having kind of be the adult in a lot of in a lot of situations um, and like kind of guide him is so good. Uh, Bridges is great at this. I think he's kind of like fallen into this thing where like this is the character he plays like if not all the time, most of the time, uh, at least with that voice and everything. Um, but it's just really feels sincere and right in this movie. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really taken aback with this. I watched this, wasn't expecting much from it. And um, this is probably, this is my top, if it's not my favorite codes, it's top two. That's fair. Uh,
3: I Just to kind of piggyback on what you said about the, the kind of voice and everything, Cody has pointed out that a lot of times once actors win an Oscar, they kind of, for a certain part, they kind of just play that part for the rest of their career I feel like Crazy Heart Bridges has kind of just been doing variations of that for like the rest of his career since then. Uh, I, I I love True Grit. Uh, this is a great pick. I hope Payson would make it so I can give a little bit of a uh, Yeah, no, True True Grit's fantastic. Uh, the ending, like I think, the main the is so good. Yeah. The ending of the original is not a bad ending I guess but when you've seen the remake it feels like one actually no I will say the ending of the original is bad because I think it completely like it condones everything that happens whereas the remake is it's a very complicated ending because revenge is a complicated thing whereas the original is a very simplified happy ending Uh, I I think that everything you said about cast I'll Pick on Matt Dane a little bit. I think he is completely out of place in this movie, and that's the point. It is a performance that is meant to feel like Labouf is in over his head. He's the type of guy who isn't supposed to feel like a real cowboy. And I think that works. I love this movie. Also, just looks gorgeous. Like obviously it's deacons, but it just looks gorgeous. Brian.
2: Sorry, I um, I only saw this movie once like back when it first came out. Uh, I, I do remember enjoying it quite a bit. I mostly I don't really have a whole lot new to, to, uh, to add to the conversation because you guys kind of covered everything. Jeff Bridges, one of my favorite actors, Haley Steinfeld killed it on our first uh, thing out. Um, Cohen Brothers, I tend to gravitate towards their comedies. I don't get into their dramas so much. But this one was very good.
1: That's fair. Uh, Jack. Uh, I haven't seen as many Coen Brothers movies as I would like, but this is currently my second favorite of their movies. Uh It's fantastic. Uh, I think Jeff Bridges is phenomenal in this in this film. I think Haley Steinfeld should have won Supporting Actress since she was in that category, even though she should have been in lead. But uh, she gives a fantastic uh, debut performance. Uh that, That's her first film. And so, yeah, no great movie uh it was on my list of movies i could bring up so yeah good pick
3: that's fair uh is that everyone for true grit i think so so we will move on now to kirk your next pick
0: Okay, um, Jack, I'm going to let you take the one that you thought I was going to pick because there's another movie I want to talk about. Um, I'm going with a movie that definitely, I think we can all agree if you've seen them both, improves on the original. I'm going to go with 1988's The Blob. Um, The original Blob is boring and weird. Um, It's basically just drive and fodder. Um, you, You barely see The Blob, and when you do, it's more adorable than scary um it's just like very obviously like the you know, little things of jelly slide across the room um Steve McQueen's in it he's playing a teenager he looks like he's 40 uh for some reason he's wearing his wedding ring through the whole movie um which is really distracting um and uh it's it's yeah it has, it has this really weird poppy theme song that you would expect for a movie like this uh the blob just the 88 just improves on it so much it takes the horror up to 11 um a lot of great Practical effects with uh, Blob. A lot of really gory kills. And uh, the cast is solid. It's um, Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith, who aren't great uh, but they're perfect for movies like this. Um, you know, Brian used the term elevated horror. This, doesn't definitely, this definitely isn't elevated horror, um, but it basically takes like that drive-in movie concept and says, hey, let's make a real movie out of that. Um, the, the the story has a little more depth to it. Um it has a little bit of a twist at the end. It makes it a little more poignant, um, and just the way things are set up, like the town, it's just like one well, of those really cool, like, town versus the horror type of movies, um, which I like. And the town is kind of a character, and it. it's a really cool opening shot where the town. It starts in the town is just, de- uh, just completely desolate. There's nothing there, and you're like, it's really ominous and scary. It's like it has like this autumn like, uh, like suburban vibe to it. You're going through the town. Uh, it feels almost like Halloween. And then you pan over and everybody's at the football game and it just like the whole town like it, sh- it tells you so much about the town just in that those few minutes um but yeah i really enjoyed this i, I think i watched this i didn't i, I did watch it for uh your yls but i watched it before that just because i wanted to see it I was because i'd watched the original um and i was really surprised how how much better this was and this is this really good horror movie that
1: is fair uh let's go to uh, Jack, can you see this? Uh, no, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Brian, I have. I mean, it, it, of
2: all the horror films come out, this is it's a surprise this one gets as much uh credit as it does. To me, it's fine. It was like a you know, typical, it's another one in throwaway horror films in the 80s. You know, it, it was fun, fine for what it was. I mean, Kevin Dillon's your lead, you know, you're not asking too much from the acting, but it was okay. I'm mostly just shocked that Kirk not only likes this movie but gave it four stars, which if you have your conversion charts handy, that's like eight stars for a normal person.
4: Crow, so,
2: yeah. I'm I just shocked that of all the movies that we've talked about tonight, that's the four star movie for Kirk.
4: <laughs> four stars, like 52 on your top 100
3: for a normal person. Yeah. Uh, Payson, you seen the blob?
4: I've seen the original. Not good.
3: I have not seen the remake. Uh, uh, I've seen the blob not the movie the uh, X-Men origin green scene with the blob <laughs> anyway uh, now we'll go to Brian Brian your pick um alright
2: so th- 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 there were a few years in the early 2010s where they decided to remake every 80s movie ever made I mean they had Total Recall and Robocop and Red Dawn and The Thing and Karate Kid and Conan and Clash of the Titans and Annie, right, and, and so many others. Uh, Footloose, I'm not going to pick, even though Cameron wants me to. I enjoy <laughs> that movie. I'm going to say up front, Cameron. Cameron knows I love that movie. Uh, I think it's even better than the original. Uh, as much as I want to talk about that one, though, I am going to talk about Fright Night.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to spoil it.
2: No, it's fine. Um, and these are not. I'm not picking like my what I think are the best remakes of all time, just movies I want to talk about that I really enjoy. Uh, the original 1985, I believe, Fright Night... Um, it was, it was fun. I mean, in its own 80s cheese tactic kind of way. Um, you know, Roddy McDowell was, was good in the role. Chris Sarandon as the vampire. He was nice and intimidating. Um, but it was, it was very 80s. And this is the kind of movie that I think is ripe for a remake because, you know, it, you can do like an updated version, but it's not like one of those ones that people hold in such esteem that, you know, you shouldn't remake this film. So, you know, I had high hopes going in for it. You got Anton Yelchin starring, you got, uh, Tony Collette as his mom. You have Colin Farrell as the vampire, Christopher mintz plasse as uh, Evil Ed, his, his friend who becomes uh, a vampire. Um, the MVP of this movie, I think, though, however, is David Tennant, who takes the Roddy McDowell role. Um, this time he's not playing like a late night TV show host. He's like a Vegas magician, kind of a, a, a Chris Angel kind of guy. Uh, and they go to him basically to figure out how to defeat this vampire. And he just plays that movie so fun. He's like he like plays like this, this this rock star guy, but he's also kind of tries to have this dark image to him and everything. Um, so he's a ton of fun in this movie. Um, I think that the the actual horror of it, I think, is done very very well. That whether it be the the special effects and the gore and the blood and thing, or even just the kind of the the sense of horror and dread they have going for it, I think Anton Yelchin, who who didn't play lead in a lot of big budget films, he was mostly supporting films or like leads in independent films. I think he did a great job here. Um, and to have people like Tony Colette and Chris Colin Farrell who you like you wouldn't expect them to show up in this, you know, eighties horror remake, but uh they kind of add a little bit of credibility to it. And uh, I just thought this was a movie that was a lot of fun and I think people don't give it enough credit. And most people I know who have actually watched it have really enjoyed it.
1: Fair. Uh Jack, you seen this? I have not, but David Tennant's uh Tenet's in it, so I'm gonna watch it eventually. <laughs> Fair. Kirk, you see this?
0: I have not seen it. I've seen the original, and just looking at the cast and who they cast in the in the you know different roles, um, I think is really interesting. Um, so I'm intrigued. I want to check this out. Payson, I have not seen either.
3: I have also not seen this. Okay. Then. Okay. Well, I you you sold me at least, Jack, take <laughs> us home. What's your final pick for remakes?
1: Uh. uh Kirk had a four star movie for his, but I found one that's four and a half, and it's the thing. Hey. Yeah, it's uh, this movie's fantastic. Like uh, I had always heard, this is one of the greatest uh, horror movies ever, and I, I always was like, like, yeah, yeah, like it, it looks good. Holy shit, this is one of the my favorite movies I watched last year for the first time. It's incredible. Kurt Russell gives a fantastic performance. Uh, he. He's great in this movie. Uh, it's got some of the most in- intense scenes I've ever seen in my life in in a movie, uh, like the blood test, which is just brilliant. I I, I love that scene so much. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, honestly, it makes me want to watch a lot more John Carpenter. Uh, so yeah, I- I'm I love this movie, and I- I'm probably gonna rewatch it fairly soon
3: hmm Uh Brian.
2: I I'm in the vast minority here. I know this. I know everyone loves the thing. And I enjoy the thing. I think it is a good movie that just gets a little overpraised, in my opinion. Um, I, I think that you know Kurt Russell and, and the whole cast is really good in it. I think the, the practical effects everyone praises, I think they look like bad 80s practical effects. I've never understood why people hold these in such esteem. I mean they they're fine for the time but they weren't I didn't think anything better than I'd seen in other movies. So I mean this is a movie that I get why people why people enjoy it. I, I just don't enjoy it as much as everyone else
3: seems to. That is fair. Okay. Uh, well let's go to uh Kirk. How do you feel about this thing?
0: Um yeah, uh like like Jack said this is a four and a half star movie for me and I'm glad I guessed right because I'd have been sad if this had get talked about so I'm glad he picked it. Um this is fantastic i think the thing about the effects is um not just how they look but just how completely off the hook they are like how there's just no rules to anything um and anything can become anything it almost has like that like like lovecraftian cosmic horror look to it where it's like it's just terrifying beyond anything you could imagine um just just the, the the shape things take and the way things change it's just disgusting and beautiful um and just just the claustrophobia you get with this and just that that's setting again it's like one of those things where it's like it's almost a horror just being there is a horror movie like you walk outside and you're going to die like the outside is going to kill you already and you know then you throw this on top of it um the cast is is uh, great keith david um, you know, Wilford Brimley again, uh, bring him up. The whole supporting gas is so good. It's just so much fun to watch. Just the blood test scene is good, the, the scene with the dogs, uh, just so many iconic scenes. It's 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 a fantastic, it's my top uh one of my favorite horror movies, one of my favorite sci-fi movies.
4: Hey, no, well,
0: this movie's amazing. Uh I saw this movie for the first time
4: in theaters,
0: and I
4: was just completely blown away uh the entire time. Um i think the just the tension that you feel at all times when you realize there's an alien with them just knowing like anyone can be the 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 monster just really like makes you like it, it, it makes you aware at all times um i think the effects are great just because like that was there, like they made that. Like, like, like you see those, and it's like, dang, someone did that, and I just think that is really, really cool. Uh, the cast all work great together. Um, one of the best character introductions, like ever. Cody talks about it all the time. Just meeting McCree, he's playing chess. He loses it. He just throws the keyboard, just saying, "Cheating bitch." Uh, but yeah, the the score is great. The setting is great. This movie's amazing. Okay. Uh, yeah,
3: I, this is one of those movies that I think there is. It, it's a purely seasonal movie, and that I think you should only watch it when it's cold. I think this is a movie that is greatly enhanced. It's a movie that, that when you watch it and it's cold outside, because this movie looks cold. Like, I get chills, like, literally feel cold watching this movie. It is, like, just. So cold, for lack of a better word, but it's great. Kurt Russell, fantastic. I love Keith David. Keith David is like a top tier character actor for me, and he's fantastic. I love Keith David. Yeah, uh, this is my favorite Carpenter. Just an excellent, like paranoia, paranoia monster movie. And those are tend to be the best horror movies. So yeah. Uh, well, that takes us home for remakes. Just to recap, we've got Ocean's Eleven, The Departed, Scarface, Always, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Some Like It Hot, True Grit, The Blob, Fright Night, and The Thing. So, before we go, though, we have one last thing. We got the movie of the month. It's nobody this month. I'll apologize right now. I had a busy week. We didn't get this movie till late. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I'll be here, like, the whole month, though. So I'll have it next week for you. Payson, why don't yeah. we start with you?
4: Yeah, uh, I was able to watch this movie, and I had fun. Uh, this is kind of a run-of-the-mill, like, revenge story in a way. Uh, yeah, obviously the the movie is Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Uh, in case anyone doesn't know, it's about a guy. Yeah? Nope, you're good. Okay. A guy uh Gets his house broken into, turns out he's an ex-FBI agent, and he goes crazy and just decides to, like, uh, take his sort of mediocre life and turn it into something. But, uh, no, I think the action scenes were really, really fun. Like, this movie is gruesome. Uh, If you saw my letterbox review, it just says, Death by Stapler. Uh, Not to spoil a scene in this, but there is a death scene that involves a stapler, which was incredible. But uh, yeah, I I quite quite enjoyed that. What what book? You're
3: fine. Uh okay. Kirk. Thoughts on nobody?
0: Uh, I I had a lot of fun of this movie. Um, I like this. It takes like the Taken or the John Wick uh, trope of like this guy who's secretly normal normal seeming guy who's secretly this you know trained killer. Um, what I like better about this one though, with it different, is like he's not untouchable. Like he takes a beating. And I think that just adds so much to it. Like, he's he is he's a normal guy who just happens to have these skills. Um, and you know, just the scene on the bus where like he's getting his he's kind of getting his butt kicked, but he's also like kicking butt himself, and um. It's it, it's just a lot of fun. I love Christopher Lloyd in this, um, as his dad is just a real, the, the relationship, and like kind of like the backstory the the world building they do there. And um, is, is it is it the RZA that's the, their their partners? Is he in this? Yeah, RZA. yeah. Um, he, uh, he he's really good. And there's there's a moment with Christopher Lloyd where it feels like they set it up as like a very like tired. Action movie trope. You're like, okay, this is going to happen, and then they completely turn it on its head, and that's probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. It's it just it's it's a thrill ride. It's it's a fun movie.
1: That's fair, Jack. Yeah, no, I saw this movie. I finished it about 30 minutes before uh, hopping on call with all of you uh, today, and it's 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 really fun. It, it's a really fun movie. I think Christopher Lloyd's fantastic. I love Bob Odenkirk in pretty much everything, but unhinged Bob Bob, Oden, Bob Odenkirk may be my favorite version of Bob Odenkirk. Uh, the, the, while the screenplay in this is a little rough at, at times, that's not really the make or break for this movie. What is, is the action. And the action in this movie is fantastic. Uh, and so is the soundtrack. But I want to say, one of uh, my... Like probably my favorite scene in the movie uh, is the bus fight. I'm gonna be totally honest with you. Bus fight is fantastic. I, I think it's just a lot of fun, and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I had a really good time with this one. That's fair,
2: uh, Brian. Yeah, I mean, what made this movie? I think what it is is the fact that it's it's a lot of the same team behind the John Wick movies. It got David Leach produced it, who did the John Wick movies, Atomic Blonde, Deadpool two. Um, it's in the same writer as the John Wick movies. Um, I think they had a lot of the same kind of uh, stunt teams and stuff working for it. And, it. and so the action and stuff is is definitely, you know, kind of off the charts from, for me. Um, Kirk talked about how it's kind of the trope of like this normal guy who, you know, has, has set of skills. And I think that he's not wrong. It definitely has those parallels to John Wick. But what I like about this one is that it's kind of he's, the character is kind of the opposite of John Wick, uh, whereas John Wick, like... Was didn't want anything to do with that life, and he was trying to stay out of this life and didn't want it yeah. to be, you know, come back to him. Bob Odenkirk's character in this, he, he's itching for it to come back to his door. I mean, there's that scene, uh, in, in the bus scene they're, they're talking about where uh, he says, you know, you know, when God closes the window, he opens the door, he's like, please God, open that door because he wants those punks to come in the bus because he wants an excuse to kick somebody's ass. And uh, he, he talks about how, it's long dormant part of him that's been asleep that you know wants so badly to see it play out, and just things like that, where you can tell that he just wants to break loose. Um, Bob o- Odenkirk uh, especially playing against type I mean obviously nobody would expect him to be in this big action movie he's a comedy guy maybe once in a while he shows up in a dramatic role but to see him get to come here and kick ass that's ton of fun uh, Christopher Lloyd obviously it's great to see him in a movie Riza, I think is a horrible actor but he was fine um, and, I, and the soundtrack to this I really enjoyed the soundtrack there's a couple points where it seems like it's trying a little too hard on the needle drops but, uh, but it's got a fun soundtrack to it but I, I really enjoyed this movie a lot
0: I will say my complaint about the soundtrack is they tease just a gigolo in the in the uh, trailer, they never put it in the movie. So angry with the credits <laughs> roll.
3: That's fair. I realized I didn't get star ratings from everybody. Payson, three and a half stars. Kirk, three and a half. Jack, four. Brian, four. Tim, when you watch this on playback, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so. Thank you to everyone for being here. Thank you to everyone at home for watching before we go. Here's what next week's topics are. If you want to be on them, hit either myself or Timbercala up and we'll get you on. Movies not theatrically released. This could be TV movies. This could be uh, straight-to-DVD stuff. We're going to get weird. We're going to have fun. We're going to get weird. We're going to have fun. Uh, best Picture winners This is the only one that's entirely full So I'm excited for this panel it's Gonna be great Action comedies And monster movies So if you want to be on any of those Be sure to hit either myself or Timbercala up. Thank you everyone for watching Thank you to our lovely panel You were excellent tonight Have a good one In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening